0: Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Let's Talk Talent. I'm once again joined by Jo. Joe, how are you doing?
1: I'm good, how are you?
0: Yeah, very well, thank you. Very well. I hear we have um, a new member of the team. We
1: do. We have a new um, head of employee engagement, Frankie.
0: Fantastic. What's uh, What's Frank's background?
1: Well, he sort of um, comes in, well, let's be honest, Frank's a dog. (laughs) Um, He comes in, he jumps up, he wants a stroke, he sleeps, he
0: eats... Um,
1: so I think he gives us all a bit of an encouragement when, we, when on this rainy day.
0: It sounds like he brings a lot. To, he brings a lot to the party. He
1: does. He does.
0: Um, and, and so to, to, to the listeners, if you hear any strange uh, noises throughout the podcast, I can promise you it's not um, either Joe or myself. Uh, we will <laughs> put all the blame purely at Frank's uh, feet. Uh, so for this for this week's episode um i wanted to concentrate on data-driven learning uh, okay. which uh, i've been reading more and more about in in the mm. media recently um so i wanted to just try and pick your brains on on this topic um so i guess kind of first question are you seeing more and more data-driven approaches to learning like is it becoming more more commonplace
1: I think that data is becoming more commonplace across the whole of HR. Um, so you're seeing really productive HR directors looking at their data and then making strategic decisions about where to invest. Yeah. I think specifically in learning and development, it's a way of understanding um, the needs. So the join up between. What the talent that you have and what you kind of need, and making sure that you can then make smart investment decisions. Yeah. But the danger of using data is it's only one kind of input. Yeah. And there's nothing better than kind of talking to your de- heads of department or kind of looking at what's gone well and thinking about what are the skills or the attributes or the capabilities that you need. And then thinking from a, I suppose, a resources first perspective is where's the gap, and where does L and D fall into that? Yeah. So you know, not just traditional training in terms of the workshops or, you know, face to face. L and really expanded, I think, over the over the years to really think about that kind of holistic view. Yeah. Which is, you know, you and I, when we kind of want to research something, we kind of ask Google, don't we? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um. So. L and D has to become much more like that. Yep. Um, that sort of gives bite sized um, chunks of learning. And data gives you an input into it. But I don't think it's the only way in which L and D directors should build their function.
0: And I guess one of the other challenges with data is just so much data. In in a way. Like you yeah. it sounds silly, but you can have too much. Data yeah. in the mix,
1: and also you—you you know, let's be honest. It's like that damn lies and statistics. You can kind of look at stats and data, and you can cut it in any way you want to tell a story that you want, um, which might not be actually the best use of um, resource so i think it's really important that you think about the inputs that you need to make the strategic decisions of investment in terms of l&d but also think about it in terms of what's the end goal, what's the end goal and who are the who's the audience that you're you know trying to solve these problems for is it the whole organisation is mm-hmm. it high potentials um, is it apprentices and and kind of in a way segment it in the same ways that you would do in a marketing yep. plan i think L&D needs to kind of segment it into the kind of different audiences, the different geographies, the different resources, and then think about how you bring all of that together. And data is one element of how you put that plan into uh, motion.
0: Yeah. So is is L&D changing in terms of like a move away from just training?
1: So I definitely think um L and D directors' roles have changed um significantly. Um and if you look on LinkedIn at, at job descriptions, they're much more balanced around the link up between talent and development.
0: Yeah. And
1: the identification of who you want to develop and how you're going to develop it rather than in the old days sort of being a training director where you'd kind of hire in a load of providers mm. and they would deliver you face to face. So I think That it's much more now about what does development mean in the employee lifestyle journey and how does it help retain, how does it attract, um, what's the speed in terms of your succession than it ever was sort of 10, you know, 15 years ago.
0: And do you think it's changed as well in terms of how people measure the success of their programmes?
1: Yeah, I think that when, you know, the work that we've been doing with HarperCollins for the last three years has been obviously measured on sort of ROI in terms of clicks on the iDevelop website, which is, yeah. you know, that we partnered with Lupon um, and videos and elements like that, so actual content, but much more about engagement. Yeah. So much more around um, have people use the development, how have they used it, is it is it has it affect retention um, figures? Does it make people want to join the business because they know that they have that learning? So it's it's much more joined up and experience led yep. than just straight you know point and click.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I ask this question most weeks, but any kind of examples of organisations that are doing all this well? You, you kind of touched upon Harper Collins, so.
1: Well, I'm biased because we've been running the, <laughs> we've been running Harper Collins for the last um, three years, and, and we've seen really significant growth. You know, eight, you know, eighty between seventy five and eighty percent of the business are are using the iDevelop platform. You know, which is from a standing start where everything was one hundred um, percent face to face. Yeah. You know, I think is pretty you know good going. Mm.
0: Yeah. Um, and that iDevelop program, what does that consist of?
1: So iDevelop is made up of um, 60% of content online through a number of hubs, which are driven by the need of the business. So there's a digital hub because the business wants to drive itself digitally, leadership to increase the gap. You know, increase the capability of people at yep. management, a career, because one of the big things that came out actually from data was people didn't know how to develop their career. And that's the most mm-hmm. used platform over three years because people can see career stories, um, they can understand how to develop themselves. It's kind of giving the power back to yeah, the yeah, individual. Yeah. But then there's been every year 30 to 35 workshops, which are more bite sized. So instead of doing days where you're stuck in a room and you had to take that time out it's much more we kind of call them learning shots so a bit yeah. like you'd have in a you go into a coffee shop and have a quick espresso that's what the concept of um nice. that is and I definitely think L&D's moved much more into bite-size digestible online point you know point of need
0: yeah um yeah.
1: rather than um
0: you got to be in a workshop for a whole day yeah. or yeah. a week-long course or whatever yeah
1: but I think this, there is still a gap between how managers and individuals have those development career conversations.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I think that's where L&D directors can really um, pick up the pace and be the conduit to make that happen. Because I still think most people will say that their development is... is um, that is a given in terms of the organisation, but they don't see it as their responsibility. And for me, those organisations that move the, the lens, yeah, and that's what you know, King's College are trying to do yeah. with their career pathways project, is all about give, putting the power back to the individual rather than it sitting in a central function with an L and D director. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, that makes sense. And and uh, I guess from that perspective, the individuals, as you say, it gives them that. It gives them the own ownership. But
1: they've already got the ownership, haven't they? They've got the ownership in the fact that you can ask Google or you can on yeah, yeah, your smartphone. Yeah, smart, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, but it's absolutely. actually putting it in an organizational context, yeah. which we sometimes, you know, we've talked about this before yeah. performance management, yeah, yeah, career yeah, yeah, conversations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, you have all of that. It's just, I suppose, it's marketing it in that way and thinking about it from a consumer perspective absolutely. rather than from a traditional HR perspective, which is, an l and you know a talent person a reward person join it all up because by joining it up people can see how they can use it in, in, in everything that they do yep. within that in the, within that business
0: so this final question Jo like t- two or three things that our listeners could take away
1: I think number one is in designing any, any L&D think about it from a consumer perspective first and foremost
0: yep
1: Second, um, test and and iterate. So don't just do big bang programs, kind of test, get feedback, change it. Be experimental.
0: Yeah.
1: And three, make it blended. So make it really about all the different ways in which your people learn and listen to your people about how they like to learn. So if they like to read... Then think about the articles and the relationships you can build in that. Create a library. If they like videos, you know, cr- get your people to to, to deliver those videos. <laughs> Sorry, Frank's in the background, guys. <laughs>
0: Frank's, um, Frank's having a drink. He's having a, a drink.
1: Um, so so think about so think about that, um, and do and and there is no. You still need face to face. Yeah. But think about why you need that and use the money effectively to give the best experience that you can rather than just do it because you've got a good budget
0: yeah a really good really really sound advice there um joe again thank you out of time um but thank you very much thank you for once again downloading um and we look forward to speaking to you on the next episode